What is up, everybody? It is your girl, Toner Score, back again with episode number four of the Climb Together podcast. You know, I also have with me today, Deception the Rapper. Deception, say hi. Let's go. We are back with episode four. We are talking about a few different things today. We're talking about, well, Warzone, because, well, Warzone, just the new Warzone just dropped, like, you know, an hour ago. Um, We're talking about, we're going to talk about some YouTube stuff. We're going to talk about some Halo. You know, we're just going to get into all of it today. We'll answer some questions, too, if anyone has any um, in chat. Um, Quick disclosure for those of you that are watching on YouTube uh, or listening. Well, if you're listening, well... Um, but if you're on YouTube right now, uh, just quick disclosure, left is Deception's chat, right is mine. Um, just tonage, in case you were wondering. Um, but yeah, I just typed in Deception's chat, and well, mine's on the right. So, should we just get right into it? Like, do you have anything to add, Deception? I, I'm, I've been super excited for today, not just because of... Uh, Caldera, but because of the podcast, because like, um, I guess like to start it off, because this would be a funny segue. Like, for some reason, I couldn't tell you why. Uh, they had the they had the third Halo Rally qualifiers on like Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and like after they like ended, I was thinking like, why did we not talk about that on the podcast? And I was I thought we skipped a week. Oh my <laughs> god, it happened so early. Well, let me talk about it now. I mean, just—I mean, I really didn't watch them, so I really don't know. But you can go ahead and delve into it. Well, um, Sentinels took, uh, took home the dub for that qualifier. Um, they ended up coming back and beating Optic in the two best of fives. But you know, I was—I was happy for them because they're the old Optic Halo boys. Um, yeah. And I like. I definitely am going to root for them this year, like, if Optic gets knocked out of a tournament or, like, when they're out playing against each other. So it was, I mean, I hated that they had had to do it against Optic because Optic kind of steamrolled their way to the grand finals, but I think they deserved it. I think I think Optic, Sentinels, Cloud9, those are probably the top three teams going into Raleigh. Um, I said it uh, Friday on stream, and I'm still going to say it. I, I still think Optic's going to take Raleigh, though. Like, they look super good. They look a lot better than I thought. Yes. Speaking of Sentinels, they got knocked out of the Valorant. I, I know we, we really don't talk about Valorant a lot on this channel. Or about, on this podcast. But, so I was watching the Valorant um, champions. And Sentinels got knocked out of that. So, it's a good thing they got a little yeah, bit of a win cool. here. Yeah. And like oh they were like God. last year's, they were like last year's champions. They're like the best team in the game. I know they got knocked out yesterday. I was like, what the heck? Well, because I didn't know, because like I saw that when uh I was because I follow Envy, um, that I saw Envy tweeting about Valorant, and like I heard, I saw they said like last hope for America or something like that, and I was like, what's happening to the rest of the teams? Like, is everybody good here? It was weird. Apparently, Valorant Champions has been kind of crazy. I haven't watched enough Valorant to really know, but it definitely seems like something super interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. It kind of just—it really like surprised me. I mean, they're such a good team. Oh yeah, they're they're a fantastic team. Sentinels were, from what I know, like Sentinels have been the best team in the game basically since Valorant started. So. 
Yeah. Kind of crazy. But yeah, that's uh I mean, that's that's really all that happened with like Halo, obviously, like the Raleigh event's going to be huge, but um I I'm definitely super excited to follow Halo this year. It's been super fun to watch. Halo Infinite is just a good game, but it is a good game. I mean, I personally haven't played it yet. I keep saying I should keep playing it, but I, I just don't. <laughs> oh, and you gotta buy it. Ah, uh, it's free, bro. You gotta buy the free. I gotta game. buy the free game. No, I just I don't know. I keep procrastinating it. I don't oh, know it's why. It's a good game. I well, I have had a lot of fun with well, it. Well, yeah, I've been watching. I just COD. You know what I mean? Just COD. Well, and that and like going into COD. I mean, it's a big day. I mean, mm-hmm. Caldera's out now for. True. Vanguard owners, um, it's you know we've been waiting for like a new map for a while, and uh, I mean we've only played one game as of the time of this podcast, but obviously after the podcast we're gonna play more, and I had fun in that game. Like, Me too. I, mean, I, I died not, a lot, like, but I said it in last podcast like I didn't like Verdansk because it made me scared, mm-hmm. and it just felt like I was always being watched, and like I just like. I felt completely fine doing that. Like, there was, like, for people who didn't, are watching this on YouTube, or people who, like, didn't watch the stream before, like, I was in a situation where, like, I was the only guy alive, and I was just running through open areas, and it, it didn't really scare me that much. Until you heard sniper shots, but... Well, yeah, because I thought somebody... I don't know if they were shooting at me, though. I don't know I either. Tell. I did see one guy that was, I don't know. I know somebody shot at me, and then I saw another guy running across the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know if that was the same guy, but apparently that guy either lost me or didn't know where I was or that I existed because I never saw him. But I ended up getting smoked, but it's only the first day. Yeah. Um, we do have a question, though, from Rendon. Um, he oh, says, Is COD comp dying? Does anyone besides the bros care? And why can the comp, what can the COD community, oh my goodness, English, what can the comp community expect going forward? Well, Control got revealed, and it's in custom games, so they have been screaming it. Although there are quite a few problems. I mean, there was, uh, I've, I've been watching a couple, I've seen a couple clips. Um, there's, there's a clip of these challengers guys screaming and like, the the other team pushed them so far up in the map that all four players spawned out of the map mm-hmm. uh, on Tuscan. And then there's a Bowcage clip of Cilium and Simp testing spawns. And Simp found a head glitch in the back spawn where it would just keep spawning Cilium in the same spot. Literally couldn't get out of it. And he wasn't spawning where he was looking at Simp, so it was so hard for him to snap onto Simp off spawn. Um, there's also another, uh, another little, like, mini-map clip that I saw where these guys were testing control spawns, and, uh, they were, like, they were wrapping from both sides into, like, the enemy spawn, and somehow the other team spawned in the defense spawn on the other side of the map. What? (laughs) So, like, I don't know if that's because Sledgehammer hasn't made control, or what but there's definitely some things they need to work on i know um i know there have been a couple people from the challengers community asking that they uh postpone uh the challengers cups until january so they can not only get used to this third mode but it some stuff can be fixed and uh you know competitive integrity can be at its highest and i agree after seeing some of those clips i mean it definitely doesn't look like control is uh very viable right now 
Yeah. I mean, I was talking about this earlier, about the... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer my part of it. I was talking about this earlier, right? But I look at... I look at, like, pod comp a lot from, like, not as much as the player side, but as, like, the business side. But that's just because how that's... How I am. I'm, yeah, I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. Well, I look at the business side, too, so... But, like, honestly, like, I don't feel like... If... But the thing with COD Comp is, is like, there's only so many teams now, right? There's only eleven. There's only eleven, right? There's not even a twelfth team anymore. Like we lost, yeah. we lost so many teams, currently, and we went from CWL to CDL, and now we lost another team. Yeah, currently, uh, currently, MD holds that spot, and they're trying to sell it somewhere. But I, it's looking increasingly unlikely as it yeah. goes on. Yeah, which sucks, you know, because it's gonna be a weird like. It will be weird if we only have eleven teams, and I think I think the prospect of possibly not having a twelfth team is obviously this is these are leaks and rumors. I can't I can't confirm that this is true, but um, I think that's why they're thinking about only having the top eight teams go to land mm-hmm. because it would be kind of weird only having eleven teams. Yeah, land. It'd be a weird bracket system. I mean, obviously, you want to have all the teams at land, but if there's only 11, it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It gives them more to grind for, too, I guess, but... Yeah, it makes people actually not want to be the bottom four teams. I mean, I'm sure that nobody wants to be a bottom four team, but it's like, some of these orgs just sign people for the minimum prices, Mm -hmm. and uh, then they end up having terrible teams. True. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean... I I I also think something that aids competitive COD dying is Warzone. Yeah. Um, like I like Warzone. Uh, I'm super excited for it, but at the same time, I feel like COD's their focus has shifted so far into Warzone that like competitive COD is kind of getting thrown to the side, and like I I I just feel like they need to learn from Halo because it's like. Yeah, Halo has like a super casual fan base too, like COD does. But COD relies too much on the casual fan base. Like mm-hmm. Halo went super in on competitive and everybody's loving it. Even the casual people are playing competitive and ranked because it's fun. Yeah. And like if COD would do that, I guarantee you it would work. It's just will they do it? Probably not. <clears throat> I just it's it's so hard to be a competitive COD fan now, even with like Warzone and with how the COD League is run and all that. It's just like I feel yeah. like we I feel like we're trying to write a sinking ship and it's not working. The thing is, is like they could just like honestly, I feel like Activision probably is just gonna like throw the CDL to the side and work on Warzone because Warzone like competitive. If if this game like if this new map does well. Warzone competitive will make a comeback. It was really high there for a while. Like, you know, like there'd be tournaments pretty much every day. Yeah. Right. And they were like, no, nah, they weren't like, you know, like hundred dollars. No, they're like hundred thousand dollar tournaments. And the World Series will help too. They're yeah, that's too. The World Series because, and I heard this, I heard this rumor a while ago, and I, I definitely believe it's true. Um, the reason why they did World Series of Warzone is because they're trying to get a big focus on warzone competitive because the initial plan if treyarch would have put out a new map and obviously if if that would have went better is that last year they would have started like a 
Warzone version of the CDL. And they that didn't pan out, so they just did World Series of Warzone instead. But I could see that definitely happening. Yeah, I just... I don't know, man. Because, like, right now, like, there's a lot of people... Like, there's a lot of really good players for, like, you know, 4v4 I mean, comp. look at how good the pros are at yeah. Warzone. Yeah, I like, mean, look, it's, it's like, like the retirement program. He goes out and wins 100k in the solos. He I know. beats all the Warzone pros that have been playing for years, like... I mean, honestly, like, if the CDL does end up dying, I feel like a lot of the pros from that would migrate over to Warzone. Oh, I, I can almost guarantee you if, if CDL has a down year or if this or if this game doesn't get better, um, and especially if Optic doesn't end up playing too well, I, I'm confident that they're going to play well, but yeah, if, like, the worst-case scenario happens, I can almost guarantee you that Scumper retires and goes to Warzone. I mean, yeah. I can just see it. Right I mean, now, Warzone's like the... People are doing it, too. Like, Slacked like Slack said that he doesn't want to go to Warzone because he wants to keep competing, but he knows that the money and the and all that is there for Warzone. So he's going, and I guarantee you he does well this year because of that. I think I think Warzone's the CDL retirement home. I, it will be. <laughs> like... I mean, because there's so much money and so much viewership in it, and mm -hmm. there's still a competitive aspect in it that's really good now that we have, like, custom games. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, like, every CDL player that retires is just going to go to Warzone, and they're going to be just as good. Agreed. I mean, I, I, that's just how it is. I mean, I don't want competitive COD to die, but we need something big. I mean, I don't know if something big is going to happen this year, but it has to happen next year, or we might be out. Yeah, because, like, like, the one thing is, is, like, I don't know, man, like, they just, if they could, if they put, they hired people that actually knew what they were doing. Right. If they, they hired make... people that cared is the thing. Yeah. There's so many people that care, but they're not in the right positions to make anything To make happen. anything, yeah. The thing is, because they could make, they could make the CDL and Warzone competitive, like, work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they can make like, it work. Imagine having CDL events one weekend. You come home and have a Warzone event, or have mm -hmm. a Warzone event on land. That'd be even better. Oh my god, that'd be so cool! You know, like uh, like the Fortnite World Cup. Yeah, just have like a freaking huge arena of just like, setups. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like the Fortnite World Cup, that was so hype. Like so many people went. It was such a good time. I didn't go, but from what I saw. Oh yeah, Fortnite World Cup is probably one of the biggest events that's ever happened in esports for sure. And that was before they even had a good grasp on what Fortnite competitive was. It's gotten even better since the first one. Like, back in that Fortnite World Cup, they didn't even have custom games yet. The first one. And it's like every, every one since then has got better. Yeah. If they did something like that for Warzone and it was like a big custom game, oh my god. It would be huge. I think, I don't know, I think... They just need to do the... They just need to do these things. If they do these things, then... It'll 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 work for them. I mean, well, and and also the thing about the World Series of Warzone is them having the CDL pros in there and the CDL pros doing well mm -hmm. would attract people to COD competitive. True, like, because they're like, there's oh, there's people that probably only watch Warzone and they saw Scump win 100k and they're like, who's this guy? Like, what does he do? They see mm -hmm. he plays competitive COD and he plays like multiplayer, but he's still like super good and still one of the best of the game. And they're like, man, this is fun to watch. Yeah. So then they'll watch, you know, Optic play. Mm -hmm. And the CDLs like scump, you know what I mean? They become scump fans, and therefore they become CDL fans. Scump. Yep. And then it'll, it's like a progression thing, like because that's how I got into comp. Like I found, um, like I found Optic, Phase, 
And then I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. And then I saw that they played comp, and I'm like, shit. Okay. And then I started watching it. I probably should stop yeah, saying shit I'm so much. I'm super glad that I got into comp super early, as far as like how long I'd been playing COD. Cause well, because we've watched like, some of the good years of comp. After a few months of playing comp, so I mean, I I knew about it, and it helped it helped me understand COD more. Uh huh. One thing is, we also got to like experience some of the glory days of of competitive COD. Oh, I definitely did. I mean, like, you can say whatever you want about ghosts, but like there are some. There are some really good, uh, really good matches and really good like moments in Ghosts. And I watched Black Ops Two. I went back and watched a lot of Black Ops Two as well. So Era Black just... Ops Two is really when COD blew up competitively. Um, yeah, that's one thing. I just, I don't know. I just want to see. I just don't want to see. I want to. Just the thing like, is, it's like, you know, those, you know, sitting in the Discord, watching, you know, the CDL with all your homies, like, like that's one thing that we did a lot, like with PO, like with with um Modern Warfare. Is a lot of us would get in the Raw Nation Discord every weekend, and we'd sit and we, someone, one of us would share a screen. It was probably usually me, but we would share a screen, and everyone would be like, "Oh my god, like that was insane! Holy shit!" I mean, we'd be watching the game on one monitor, you know, either playing on the other or doing something or editing or something, and we'd be like, the vibes were just like so good, and like I didn't really have that. Like last year, there wasn't really the the competitiveness of last year really didn't make it exciting because you're like, oh, you know, you know, Seattle, Surge is playing. Year was uh, the was when LAN came back and mm -hmm. all the crazy stuff started happening. Well, LAN is when... Like when Rocker came back. Yeah. Like, I remember Kaz was in there with us and, like... Oh, yeah. He never watches Comp Cod, but he was so locked in. Yeah, I feel like LAN kind of saved... Like, if they didn't go back to LAN a little bit, like, I feel like... Um... I think LAN could save this game, too. Yeah. I mean... I, it's just I definitely the excitement like the unpredictability of, it. of LAN as far mm -hmm. as, like, how teams are because, like... You can generally get an idea of who's going to be good online, who's not. Mm -hmm. But like on LAN, it's like you throw all that out the window. Yeah, because it's totally, it's a totally different. A Plus, it's the atmosphere of it too. Like playing in front of a crowd is a totally different than playing in a, you know, a, a I mean, warehouse. Look at like Seattle Surge, like <laughs> Seattle Surge were by far the worst online team mm -hmm. for one and a half years. They come back to LAN and they're getting top six, like. And they're beating, like, they beat FaZe. They eliminated FaZe from Stage 5. Yeah, that's being pretty crazy. I mean, and, and FaZe were, you know, they were the... And think about even back in the day too. when, like, before before COVID happened and all that. Like, mm -hmm. seeing teams that were good online, but would were not good on land, or vice versa, was, like, normal. Like, mm -hmm. when Complexity was, like, the Dynasty, they were, like, mid-tier online teams. Like, they were... Like, they would always, like, place, like, barely good enough to make it to a LAN. Mm -hmm. But when they went to LAN, they just dominated. You couldn't stop them. True. I don't know, man. I'm just excited for this year. Like, I really hope that, like, I just, I like the, I like when things are competitive. You know what I mean? Like, when it's, like, tight. Like, when it's, like, game, like, you know, round 11, game 5. Like, that's the kind of, like, Like, when every series is like that, that's yeah. fun. I mean, it does make for a long day of watching COD, but at the same time, oh, yeah. like, sitting there and watching these games, you don't know who's going to win. It builds up anticipation, and I think the anticipation is, like, the part that makes competitive, 
like Dude, video I, games. I genuinely think that CDL Stage Five is the it's by far the best event we've ever had in mm-hmm. CDL. But I think it's probably the best event we've had in like a while. Like the last time I remember a, like an event like that, me watching like every match and being super excited for every match is probably like maybe like Las Vegas and BO4. Mm-hmm. Maybe before that, like stage five of last year was unbelievable. Like, I think one of my favorite um, stages of this past Call of Duty season was the one where Rocker won. That was stage five. That was stage five? Okay, well, yeah, then stage five. That was when we finally went back to land with Mm -hmm. fans and just everything just blew up. Like, that was, for me personally, I think that was my my favorite. Mainly because, one, you heard people just going, like, Standy, bro, he was, like, a superstar. Everyone was like, Standy, oh, my God, Standy, what the frick? It was all over Twitter. Like, it was insane. Like, it was such a good vibe. And, like, and then my favorite part was when they, like, did, like, the camera around, like, the, the Minnesota Rocker watch party. And that one guy, like, took his shirt off on top of the bar. Like, that had me dying laughing. Dying laughing. I mean, he got kicked off. But it, that's not the point. But it was still funny. And it was still, it was, like, it, like, brought me back in. You know what I mean? It brought me back in. Because I kind of lost a little bit of interest um throughout the season. Because just, like, the competitiveness wasn't there. And... You know, like, being online, it's, you know, some things were happening. Like, people would get, you know, booted or whatever. It's, like, issues there here and there. so many technical difficulties with, off- with online. It was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, you're going to have those on land, too. But online, it seems like it's every series something happens. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was just... I mean, it takes it takes a while to get everybody in the lobby. It takes a while for it to get set up. You got to start it. You got to make sure everybody's good. Like, yeah, it just takes way too long. And then, I mean, you got to do that too on land, but it's so much faster. Yeah, you don't have to worry about like host differences. Like, land land is forever gonna be the best thing for esports. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just I the watching part, you know. Just online is just better in general because. At least, like, esports can provide that, or, like, other sports can't be played online. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if COVID shuts stuff down, you just can't do anything. Yeah. But in esports, it's like, we still have online. It's not great, but we still have it. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, we got another question. Has COD become too newbie? Is there skill still a skill gap anymore? I definitely think there's a skill gap, but I think Skill-based matchmaking is what hurts it. Yeah, I think so, too. Because, like, I I don't like the feeling of not knowing if I'm actually good at the game or not, because sometimes I get in games with terrible players and get a lot of kills, and sometimes I get in games with really sweaty players and get smoked. Now, I can't say the same with Vanguard. I truly feel like I'm pretty good at Vanguard, because in Blitz, I I feel like skill-based matchmaking is non-existent. I can't speak for like anybody else, but like I I just know that everybody I've tried to get to play Blitz and everybody that has played it has has said the same thing that skill based matchmaking really doesn't seem to be in effect in Blitz very much. I can I, I can like me and Tone can always go in Blitz and just dominate. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter how well we did the last few games. It doesn't matter what our KD is. We just go in and dominate every game. And it feels good. It does feel good to finally, like, play. Because in, in, in Cold War, like, the SBMM was so tight that I felt like I was playing ranked God, every freaking I, game. Like, I felt like I was playing ranked every game. I hated Cold War SBMM. 
Well, that's why I played a lot of Rebirth is because, well, Rebirth, like, you know, it, it, I mean, it, eventually it did, like, get, like, the SVM under really, really high and people were really, really sweaty. But, like, Mainly, at first... A lot of content creators, like, big ones started playing it. Yeah, but, like, at like, first, like, Rebirth... was, like, that little sacred. It was really fun. Yeah, because, like, not everybody, not all those big sweats played it and it was just, like, a good time. You know, it was, like, a lot... It was, it was fast-paced, like, cold, like, like, a multiplayer would be. And you, there was Respawn... But at the same time, like near the end, it would still be like at the end of the day, it's still a battle royale, just on a smaller it's very scale. Few campers, because it's so hard to camp. Yeah, and it's I very mean, hard you to camp because rushed on if you camp. If you get, you either get rushed on or the circle closes in because the circle does, like the the gas does come in pretty quick. Like, yeah, honestly, like the circle on rebirth was like perfect. Yeah, like I feel like rebirth is more like probably the reason I played Warzone as much as I did. Yeah, same. If if rebirth would have never happened, I probably wouldn't have played Warzone for like a year. Yeah, year because and a half I remember when we first met, you played Warzone with what was it Kichi and then with me. Yeah, I played. Uh, I hadn't played Warzone with you before, but like since all Kichi did was play Warzone, I wanted to give it a shot because I was like, hey, like maybe these are people that are way better to play with than my IRL friends. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually did well in Kichi's games, and it was super fun. Like. She was, she's really good at, like, communication, and, like, she would ping everything, and it just, it just helped me get better at Warzone, and especially get back in the swing of things, and then playing with you was just, like, easy after that. I mean, I still get carried, but. I mean, I hit my 100 win, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. That was my goal. 100 yeah, I wins. remember you were, you were like, I'm quitting after 100. I'm like, 100? I'm done. <laughs> oh. Like, especially like the I last get few to wins. In the Caldera. That's what I want. I'd love to get to 100. Wins. Oh, same. Oh, so I think that's my new goal: is to get 100 wins in all Caldera. Well, the thing is, because like what really made me mad is like when I was grinding for like 50, and like a lot of them didn't count, and it was like, oh my god, like so, like I got, got a little frustrating. Same thing with like, oh 100. yeah, that was back when like uh, the the leaderboards and stuff were kind of whack. Yeah, but, I remember that. I remember you were stuck on like thirty something wins for like so long because they I know. weren't tracking. Yeah, I dude, I that frustrated that frustrated me so much. You'd get like five wins in one night, and like one of them would track. I know. I was like, like that's what made me so mad. Like about it, it was just I would get so many wins and none of them would track. But then I think the next day, like they like loaded in. So. Yeah, they, like, I think they the ended next up day. giving back a bunch of the wins. Yeah, at least all they could. I I don't know. First impressions of Caldera. I only played one game. I only got one kill. I kind of low key got smoked, but like. I mean, but at the same good. time, it's like you know, for me personally, Warzone does not run well on my PC. But Vanguard does because I figured out the settings. But Warzone, no. I need to I need to send you some Kerneal videos. Yeah. Um, I'll he have to really like... knows how to optimize it. I mean, that obviously you don't. We don't have like the the power that he has in his PC, but. I mean, he was hitting, like, people said that 300 FPS in downtown was impossible, and he was hitting, like, 350. So he's he's doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I want to play. <laughs> like, the thing is, I haven't yeah, played I just, Warzone I in just a while either, so. Smooth to where I can, like, be, I can win gunfights and, like, make the game feel good. Yeah, because my first gunfight, oh, I'm sorry. I got, like, shit stuck up back in my throat. Um, like, my first gunfight of today, like, I lost purely of the fact because I was lagging so bad. Like, I just couldn't... Your probably dropping frames were really bad. Yeah. Like, on the I stream, think. like, I dropped, like, 18 frames, but... 
like as far as like the game itself goes like whew, it was bad yeah like honestly like obviously i like how cod looks i like the graphics but like when i'm playing multiplayer warzone or whatever i my goal is for the game to run as best as possible and if i have to turn my settings to lower very low on everything i'll gladly do it as long as i'm getting like max performance cuz i know that helps a ton and i i definitely think that current neil helps though like literally mm-hmm. like if anybody if anybody needs uh optimization for cod like Kernel literally helps all the pros um so and he makes really good informative videos but but uh i don't know i'm excited to grind it today videos you know oh well this is a nice we can do a nice little transition i guess (laughs) um so we i don't think we've done one of these segments on the podcast yet I'm correct. Um, but this is kind of why we started the podcast was to like, you know, like share information and like, um, like it was one of the reasons, not the main, you know, like it is probably one of the main reasons, but we haven't really delved into it because we've had a lot to talk about with like COD and Halo. So we haven't really gotten into it yet as much as I think I'd like to. But today yeah. we can go ahead and get into it. Um, really, really like turn of topics though. Um, so one thing that I think a lot of people um, don't understand as much as they would like to is is how to do YouTube. Like YouTube's one of those things. It's like, you know, like you upload videos and people watch them, and you know, you get views, you get subscribers. But there there is a science behind it that I don't think a lot of people like understand. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people see like the big YouTubers and are like, how? Yeah, like, <laughs> how, like how do they how do, do they, that? How do they? You know, you know. But there is a, there is a process behind it, and uh, so some people may be like, "Oh, well, Tone, you only have like a." I'll actually put my thing right now. I only have three. Th- I have like three thousand views on my YouTube, and I have one hundred and seven subscribers, right? But that's just because I haven't really been consistent with YouTube as much as I would like to have been. But I'm getting back into it. Okay, it's a process. It's a process. Um, it's just you know life happens, but. I have actually taken like a course on YouTube. Like I paid quite a bit of money. Um more money than I would have liked to to learn about YouTube, but it was it was worth every penny, honestly. Um just for the knowledge itself. Um yeah. Like and I think the number one I think the number one thing that I don't think a lot of people yeah, it's like you just gotta start. Your videos are gonna be horrible. Like they're gonna be so bad. You're gonna be like you're gonna look back at five year in five years and look at your videos, or like even like a year, two months maybe, even that. And you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like, what the heck? Like for me you're personally, two forty p vlogs. Yeah. So I <laughs> so okay. So I'll tell my story real quick on like my starting YouTube. So I my first video on my channel that's public, um, is from April eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Actually, it's twenty eight views, so not too bad. Not too bad for being my first video, right? I went to Disney yep. and I vlogged it. I only did three vlogs because, well, I just, that's all I could really do. Um, but yeah, so I vlogged my first day at Disney. Um, and it was the first day, I, it was the first time I ever went to Disney. So I was super hyped. I'm like, well, I'll just vlog it and I'll start my YouTube channel. And well, one thing that I'm going to point out about these videos, right? They probably could have done well if I actually put more effort into them. Um, one, they were at very low P, like they were very low pixeled, like it was 
pretty bad. Yep. Um, but um, my title was kind of shitty. The title is vlog number one, first day at Disney. That was my that's title. A, that's not a bad title. That's not a bad title, but it probably it could. could it I probably could have made it better. Like for a first video title, it's not bad. I know. That's second, better than this is my first video. Now, uh, yeah, true. Um, second thing is. I really didn't make a thumbnail. I just picked one from the thing. It's just me making a weird face with my P. Sherman 42 Wild Way Sydney hat. I was actually wearing it this morning. Um, it's my favorite hat of all time, mainly because I got it at Disney. And I, Finding Nemo is my favorite Disney movie of all time. That is a classic. That is it, a movie. Just Keep Swimming has been my motto forever, mainly because I was a swimmer. A but it, at the same time, like you just got to keep swimming. If you keep swimming, you know. So I gotta do just keep swimming, 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 swimming, swimming. Don't stop. I, I could keep going, but I'm not going to. But I'll save you guys. I'll save you guys the, that's, the that's pain a good of this. Idea. <laughs> I'll save you guys the pain. <laughs> um, and then like so, I'll look at, like I'll go through the video real quick. Um, so um, I had it to a playlist, so that's like a good thing, right? Yep. Um. But if you guys don't know vidIQ, I, if you're going into YouTube, highly recommend vidIQ. I have it. Um, I'm just going to kind of read off my vidIQ stuff. Recommended to. Yeah. Um, I've had it for probably about a year now, and it's helped me a lot. Um, it gives you like a vidIQ CEO, well, SEO score on yep. every single one of your videos. Um, it gives you like, talks about tags, um, keywords and title, keywords and descriptions, um, like... Like and then the performance based off your tags and um people really look for that too. Yeah, like people like I mean a good title and a good thumbnail is at least half of what makes a YouTube video pop yeah. off. Um so like so this is so I'll read it off. This is my description. Ready? Um this was my first uh this was my first ever day at Disney. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. This was an awesome experience that I'm so happy to share with all with you all. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. That was my description, and then I had my Twitch link, my Twitter link, my Instagram link, and then the org that's that I was in, my, and then my, the org that I was in, their links. Right. So, which that's not a super bad. That's not a super bad description for my first video on this channel. Um, I mean, you probably didn't know that much about YouTube at the time. At the so time, I did not. Not that at all. At the time, I did not. Um, See, as far as that's, tags that's go, why this podcast is a thing, though. Is yeah. Because we want to make sure people know what they need to do before they do it. Yeah. Or while they're doing it. Or, yeah, just to, you know, I mean, this could be pretty informational. Okay, these are my tags. And the thing about tags, though, is you want to use as many. You want to, you have, like, I think it's, like, 40 tag. You get, um, like, you get 500 characters, right, okay. of tags. Yeah, so that's that's quite a few tags. Yeah, so, but one thing, one, like, tip that I've always been told is to use up all 500 characters. Yep. Like, get as many tags as you can. So these are the tags that I had. I only had 71 characters out of 500. Um, my first one was Disney. Uh, second one was Magic Kingdom. Third one, Disney Vlog. Fourth one, Vlogger. And then um, next one was Disney, but, like, spelled wrong. Because um, sometimes people, like, don't autocorrect, and they spell shit wrong. So you want to do, like, Wait, like misspellings? Be a 500 IQ play. Spell yeah. something wrong? <laughs> yeah. So if you, spell, if you do some, like, common misspellings of things, it might also, like, pull up for them as well. When people misspell, because not everybody uses autocorrect. They just kind of type it out and hope for the best, right? Yeah, and, and then people's autocorrect doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and then my last tag was Magic Kingdom Vlog. So I had six tags on that video. So not super bad. I mean, could have been better, right? 
um, my vidIQ score out of 100 was a 25.3, right? Um, yep. My checklist, um, they give you like a checklist too. They, add, they say add at least one card, at least one end screen. I don't have an end screen on this. Um, and like sometimes like if you enable closed captions on your video, that's really good too because there's a lot of people that are hard of hearing that uh, closed captions help them understand the video a little bit more. Some people will watch, will not watch a video if it doesn't have closed captioning on it. Fun yep. fact. Um, it's just Especially like a, it's like a simple have, thing. Like, who have like hearing loss or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something big for. It's a simple thing that, you know, it takes a second, but it's worth it in the long run. Right. Um, and then I'll go to the analytics of this video. Um, overview. I have, 20, I have 28 views, uh, watch time 0.6 hours. Uh, my average view duration is a minute and 17. My percentage view is 13.1. Um, my reach, I had 180 impressions. Um, not too bad. Uh, it, it's uh, channel pages is one. It's external, direct unknown, browse features, YouTube search, stuff like that. Like Twitter, like it was 10% of the traffic. Um, engagement. Okay, so I don't think people really understand this a lot, but audience retention is something that you really do need to look at uh, when you're oh, when yeah. you're making a video. Yeah. Because you're okay. So when you look at when you look at a video, actually, you know what? Hold up. I'm going to. I'm. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to change my screen real quick because I want I want you guys to see this. Um, as I like, you know, pull it up or whatever, I'll walk through it with you guys. And if you don't want to, that's fine too. I won't take any. Okay. So this is my little chart, right? That I have for this video. I don't even, you guys can see my shit. I don't care. Um, it shows since published, right? So if you look, there's a lot of like ups and downs of like percentages, right? And you see it gets pretty low, like pretty here. You want to kind of be like when you first... Like with your videos, you want them to be kind of like in the middle, like a 30% retention rate's not too bad. I mean, you probably want it around like 45%. And like, if you can get it above that, that'd be pretty, like the better yeah. retention rate you have on your video, the more YouTube's going to push it. Like the more the algorithms can be like, hey, people like this video, let's push it, right? You have let's like push a it. 50 to 70% retention rate, that's like optimal. That's, yeah, that's an optimal retention rate, right? If you look, you know, there's, you're going to have, you're going to have this, you're going to have 100 at the beginning, right? Zero seconds, you're going to have 100 retention rate, right? There's going to always be that drop, right? Mine was a drop in the first 10 seconds from 100 to 50. Like I lost 50% of my viewage, like retention in the first 10 seconds. Right, there wasn't a lot, a lot of that of... is down to the intro. Pretty much. I mean, if you have like a short, snappy intro that like gets to the point, you're gonna retain more viewers. Yeah. Like I mean, we... usually like a good like intro target is like less than thirty seconds. Yeah. But if you if you have like a if you can squeeze a really good intro in like five or ten seconds, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, you wanna <laughs> when you do an intro, you don't wanna be like, Hi guys, my name's Tonage. Today I am playing Call of Duty. I did pretty good in these games, and I wanted to share them with you. Um, I went, you know, 11 and 12. That's the first thing in my mind. I went 30 and 12 in this game, and I was running the PPSH. So let's go You've ahead. Wasted like 20 seconds. I wasted so much time, and they're like, "Okay, you're speaking so slow. You're giving me information that I'm going to learn out in the bit. Like I'm going to learn if I watch the video, right?" And then, okay. Ready? This is like probably like this is 
a much better one is it perfect probably not but this is much better what's up guys my name's tonage um okay usually you should probably do like a couple takes of your intro because one of, they're always gonna, like there's gonna be a couple that are really bad and they're gonna get really really good ones and you can kind of like cut them together too that doesn't and hurt. honestly like if you have good viewer attention your viewers probably know who you are so sometimes yeah. you won't you have to say like what's up but like whatever like you can you can like sometimes the best way to get the best viewer attention is maybe to not even have an intro or an outro just do the video yeah so but you can be like hey guys what's up uh, I had this really good game at stream the other day and I wanted to share it with y'all or like oh my god guys I had this insane class set up that I'm gonna share with you guys today. Let's go ahead and get into it And that's it. Like it was like that was like five seconds at the end of the video What? And then and you then don't show the class Because it keeps people in that's the video right Yeah, there. because people are like I'm like, you know, like the, I had I found this really ins I found this OP 1911 class set up and I want to share it with you guys. So let's go ahead and get into it and then you go right into it. You go into the gameplay, you, you know, hype it up a little bit, and then at the end you put the class setup. And people will skip if they want to just see the class class setup, they will skip through the video to see the class setup. But it'll still give you a good retention rate because one, they're watching the end of your video, so they'll boost the end of your video. Right? And then you've got the people that watch all your videos, right? Those are the people that you really don't need to you don't really need to cater to them because like I know Deception is gonna watch all my videos, beginning to end. Yeah. Same I thing. Like I'm gonna watch, watch all of Deception's videos beginning to yeah. end, because we're true. It's the true supporter rule. Like they're gonna, you're gonna yeah. have true supporters. Yeah, you're gonna have people that don't matter if you make a terrible video or a fantastic video, they're gonna watch. All they're of gonna them. watch it, beginning to end. But um, like the key to like growing is making a video that everybody will want to watch if it's in their recommended. Exactly. Um, so that's like the main thing, right? And another thing about retention is this is something that I don't think a lot of people know that they can do. Um, go through that page that I was just on with your video and look through and then where you see like a big drop of like retention. Say you have like a pretty good retention and then it's all of a sudden drops off. Go back to the video and like watch starting like 10 seconds before then find out what happened. Was it, you know, was it too much dead space? Like, something happened? Did you say something? Um, did you not say something? And kind of, like, like critique yourself a little bit. Not too hard, you know? But, like, be like, oh, okay, so they left because I was silent for 30 seconds. Right? So next time you edit, cut out those 30 seconds of silence. Which will, you know, hopefully retain them and next time look at that's one thing that i don't think a lot of people look at is retention because you can actually learn a lot from it and if you go back and watch your video through and go to those timestamps and see what's going on in the video at that time and think okay why did that person click off like did they get bored um was it just not exciting like was the information false like you know where can i improve but you need to figure out where you can make the viewer attention stay or go down as least as possible. Exactly. Or even so. go up. I mean, that's better than anything. Mm -hmm. And I think the information that I just gave you about going through the, your audio retention and looking back in your video, I don't think I've ever actually, like, seen a lot of people, like, say that. Like, people are just like, oh, yeah, make sure you have, like, a good audio, uh, like audience retention, but they don't say to go back through and, like, check sometimes your video people don't even say that sometimes people just completely omit that part 
Yeah. Sometimes like, people only talk about the video. They're like, make sure you have a good title, thumbnail, make sure your video is mm -hmm. long enough, make sure it's concise, make sure like, and they're, and they don't like, they don't think about, oh, you have to make sure that people actually watch the whole video. And see what's, why they're not watching the whole video, right? Because, you know, you want to get the clicks. That's like the first step, right? You want to get the clicks, but you as you- clicks, You want to keep the clickers clicking. Mm-hmm. The clickers clicking. And you want to, and you want to keep them watching at the same time. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of one of those things. You don't have to do one or the other. You can do both. Like every video, be like, hey, okay, my thumbnail. Okay, maybe I can. You know, people like when my face is in the thumbnail, so I'll keep the face in my thumbnail, but I'll like change it up a little bit, whatever. So you keep improving your thumbnails every video, but you can also improve the content every video as well. It's not you don't have to just focus on one thing. You can focus on a few things, not everything, because then it gets pretty overwhelming, and you're like, yeah. crap. Like now I have so much, and you know, it just gets overwhelming. But like, if you focus on a few things, like, like, I think the two main things that you should really focus on is slowly like change. Like when you go through and you rewatch your video before you post it or after you post it, write down five things that you can improve on for next time and then improve on them. Same thing with the next yep. video. Watch, write down five things that you can improve on the next video, such and so forth. And that's one thing people have a problem with. Some people, some people don't like hearing their own voice, or some people don't like watching their content. And that's like, that's like the best thing you could do. Yeah. Almost. So push through the pain. And, and and if anything, if you can't watch, if you can't, if you literally cannot listen to your own voice, have one of your friends. Dude. Like one of the people that you trust will give you like actual feedback. Like, I think one person that would actually give me feedback would be Deception or like. Ichi. And I have. And and he has. Like, you made those CDL videos like in the past when I didn't even know you that well. I was still giving you super good feedback. Like, yeah, and I, I, I took it you, like, you and it this, made them oh, better. You didn't do this great. Like you could do this better. But like you got to also like you got to also know that like if somebody's giving you feedback like that, that they're not like they're not hating on the video or they didn't necessarily think it was a bad video or whatever. It's just like constructive criticism and it's to help you out. Yeah. There's like people that don't like they're not able to differentiate that. And you really got to like, you really have to like, when you ask someone, you got to be like, you have to like talk to yourself and be like, okay, whatever they're going to say, I know it's not like, they're not saying I suck. They're just saying I could do this better. Yep. You know? And That's like when I was watching tone CDL videos, like mm -hmm. I was watching it and I was like, okay, there could be more editing. There's uh, quite a bit of dead space, you know, and this and that. And like, instead of tone being like, why do you hate me? She's just like, yeah. Like, and I, I took I took said advice and I applied it and it worked. Like the videos were better. They were not as long. They were more like were, the pacing was better. And yeah, you got to keep the pacing up. That's one of the things about any kind of like live commentary or any kind of video that you make where you're either making cuts or you're talking about something is you have to keep the pacing up. If the pacing goes down, the viewer retention goes down. Yep. Like, people like, you lose pacing for even bored. like a few seconds. People are like, "Oh well, this is boring." Yep, and then they click off. And the thing about YouTube is, there's a million more videos that they can watch instead, and you have to give them a reason to stay. And the pacing is if they feel like so. Let's say they're watching a ten minute video, right? And it feels like ten minutes. They're not gonna watch the entire thing. But if they're watching a ten minute video and it feels like five minutes because your pacing's good and you keep them intrigued, you have information, then they'll stay and watch the ten minutes, and it won't feel like ten minutes. The person that I feel like does that the best is Jev. Yeah. I think Jev, uh, Jev is, like, to me, like, even to this day, like, I think Jev is the peak of uh, 
YouTube like commentary style videos. Mm -hmm. He just does them so well. His pacing is perfect. Yeah. Um. And one thing too, I don't think. I don't know. It's one of those. I feel like we're jumping all over the place. Kind of like retain us a little bit. And if you guys have any questions in chat, like if you're like, oh, talk more about this, talk more about that, talk, ask us. We'll talk I mean, more about it. We're really talking about the same thing. I mean, we're but just... yeah, we're just kind of jumping around a little bit of the same thing. Um, but as like I a just quick, really got hooked by Chrism's video. Yeah, that's what made that's what sparked me talking about this. I'm always down to talk about this. My dog's barking right now. Hopefully, you guys can't hear it, but he's barking at something. I think there might be a package coming. Anywho. Um, but one thing, so, uh, uh, Mr. Burner, so I watched this dude swag, wag, and he does full games of League, which can take anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes long for a video, but they never feel that long. Exactly, because he has good pacing, like, so I've he never- he has good pacing, or if it's like, or if it's something like, if it's competitive games, if, if, if it's like, they're calming and stuff like that, then yeah, I could see it. Yeah, like, like even if you made like a comp, even if you're a comp guy and you made a video of like a GB or a scrim, and you made sure that like the if you had like good comms and like everything felt exciting all the time, you, that would work. Yeah, it's like the thing is, my so, so I'm gonna do a quick recap real quick, right? Critique yourself to make your videos better, because if right. you can't watch through your own video it's more likely that someone else can either. Like, you want to like your own content. If you don't like your own content, well, then change your content. The only person you're making your content for is yourself, right? And there's going to be other people that like the content you like. So say, hey, like, I love watching Courage. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Like, you love watching oh, Courage. Yeah, Courage is a good one, too. Right? I thought about that. Yeah, like, you love watching Courage. Okay, so make videos like Courage does. Like, make his type of videos. He's very loud. He's very... um. What's the word I'm looking for? He's very overdramatic, he's, but like yeah, in a he's, good way. Yeah, he's flamboyant. He, he's flamboyant. Like, he, That's the he word. He gets super excited over every little thing, and sometimes it's a bit too much, but most of the time it works. Yeah, and the thing is, is like he also has a running joke too, which you know keeps viewers, you know keeps keeps the viewers that you know yeah, are longtime watchers, in. like That's like the fun. like the Girth Squad, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not much of the girls' squad anymore because they're, you know, they, they both started, you know, Tim and him both started working out and they lost all the weight. But still, like, he used to do this thing where, like, he would, like, in videos, well, his Tim editor would, complete. like, he would, like, I mean, jump up and down and, like, they, they'd they put in, like, a clip from, like, an earthquake or something. Tim has that, too, though. I yeah. mean, like, Tim is definitely slimmed down a lot, but everybody still calls him fat and it's just funny. Yeah. And, like, I see him on his uh, second channel. I like watching his second channel because he reacts to food TikToks and it's just so fun to watch him react to and like every video he's like i love food you love food you're a fatty we both love food and it's just so funny because he has that running joke and it's just it works yeah it's it's one of those things it's like you also you so the, it's like you have to find like the balance of like retaining the people that already watch you and give them something like oh i understand this because i've watched other videos or i've known them for a while it rewards them for watching you you know what i mean but it also like it's also funny for the new people that are watching. So like, oh, this is funny, ha ha ha. So you got to find that like balance, and it takes a lot to find that balance. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things. You gotta do, you know. And and it, and it, my 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 best tip I think that I could give anyone at this very moment 
is if you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, just do it. Your videos are going to suck. They're going to suck. They're going to be horrible. You're not, you're going to be like, oh my God, why did I even yeah. make this? But you started. And that's, that's better than probably 90% of the other people because you actually started. And that's and, what Chris talked about too. I mean, look at, look at Chris. Like he, he to me, like, yeah, he's kind of like a niche guy. Like mm -hmm. for me, cause I really like zombies. He makes mainly zombies videos, but he has blown up so fast in a zombies community where it seems like everybody's trying to do the same thing and it doesn't work. And yet he's blowing up. Well, because he said this thing, what is it? Um, good artists, well, he, good artists borrow, yeah, great artists steal. Yeah, and he has done that. Like, he has made, like, you know that guy that does the videos? It's like History of the World or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's like History of the World, I guess. He did one of those for zombies, and it was perfect. Like, mm -hmm. he, he basically copied the concept of that video, but did it for zombies, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was fantastic. And he just, earlier uh, this week, he did a, because Anthony Fantano, who the the music reviewer, he does, like, uh, a thing called Let's Argue, where he takes, like, people's, like, hot takes and you know, debates them or whatever. Yeah. And Chrism did that with zombies and it was perfect. It worked so well. Like, and and that's what he does. Like, it's like, you have to know, like, how to copy something from somebody, but do it, like, twist it in, like, your own way. Yeah. And he's done that with so many videos mm -hmm. and every one of them do well. Personality, Mr. Burner says, personality of a streamer also carries them a long way, which is true. But the thing is, you, you don't really? have to have the best personality to be a content creator either. And I think that's a common misconception. Um, the thing is, is like, you have to find what you're like, I f you have to find what makes you attractive to the, not like looks attractive, but it, <sighs> you have to figure out what people watch your content for. yeah like if you they, define what makes you attractive as a content creator yeah you're flamboyant and loud then keep doing that if and keep doing it and build content, off of it if you're very informative then keep doing that or if, if people, people watch, watch your content your because content, you're very good at the game yeah if people watch your content because you're like nasty then keep posting gameplays where you mm -hmm. repeatedly show how good you are if people like watching funny moments because you're like super funny or you and your friends like have a ton of fun like playing around with each other then make funny moments videos and it's the same thing with like certain games mm -hmm. like if like let's say that you just make cod videos and they're doing okay like they're you're growing a little bit but then you make like a minecraft video and you're well, your subs double your views triple and it, and you see that like keep making minecraft videos after that make minecraft videos for like a week straight and see if it keeps working mm -hmm. the thing is is like Another big thing is like consistency too. Like don't oh, go yeah. a week of posting and then a week of not posting and then a week of posting and then a week of not posting. If you post, if you can, if your videos are so intricate, say you do like, um, like sketch, like, say you're like a artist, right? And you make videos that are like story-based and they take you a while. Okay, do them, but like make sure you're doing them in the same time frame. So you can only do one every two weeks then have it come out the same day every other week. Like say you are, they want you want them to come out every Thursday, like on Thursdays every other week. If you can keep that consistency, that's one thing that the algorithm likes as well is consistency. And that's the thing that your viewers like too. Yeah, like because that, they're like, oh. That's the whole thing with this podcast too is like if we if we can make it consistent to where it goes live at noon every day and then or every week and then uh, and then the podcast gets uploaded at like a certain time on YouTube every week, then mm -hmm. people know what to expect or when to expect it and they keep watching.
And I'm like, oh, wait, it's Wednesday. You know, it's Wednesday at five o'clock. Oh, you know, the po- the Come Together podcast was uploaded today. You know, I could go watch it. You know what I mean? But like, say that we weren't consistent and we missed a week and we didn't tell anybody or like we just missed a week in general. The people that are like, oh, wait, the Climb Together podcast. So they'll go look and then they'll be like, oh, there's no Climb Together podcast. Like, what the heck? Yeah, you keep checking. They're like, where's the podcast? Where like, where's the podcast at? Right. So, like, the next week, they're not going to have the same thing because they're like, well, last week there wasn't a podcast, so there might not be one this week either. Yeah. And then they lose hope, and then we lose mm-hmm. viewers. True. And that's never good. Never good. No bueno. No bueno. Consistency is key, my friends. And it's the same thing with streaming, too. Damn, I we've mean... been talking about this for 30 minutes. <laughs> that's the beauty of I just, re- I just realized that. <laughs> That's the beauty of a podcast. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, and one thing, too, like, yeah, the video is important, and that's what we've been kind of talking about, the video itself, like, with the, like, retention and stuff like that, but but another thing that's really important is, like, getting the click. Like, you can, your video could be, like, the best video in the world, you know, have super yeah, great retention make, like, rate. You video mm-hmm. because the thumbnail sucks. Or, you or the title sucks. Nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. And the thing is, is, like, I don't think a lot of people realize about descriptions either. So I, I read you guys earlier in my description for my um my first vlog, right? It was it was probably like two sentences, three sentences maybe, right? But there wasn't a lot of keywords in it, right? But in my so one of the better videos that I've had in recent is my first gold gun of Vanguard. So let me like read that out to you real quick. Um this isn't super like it isn't super long, but it does have a lot of keywords in it, okay? After a long grind, I finally got my first gold gun of Vanguard. So gold gun, Vanguard two very important keyword terms, right? As the honorary pistol queen, I felt it was my duty to do the rat first. This is the beginning of a very long grind, but hopefully I will be able to compete, complete it and get atomic. GG's tone. Um, so one, I have the gun I used, the rat, the game, Vanguard, gold, gun, right? So that's three t- it also key helps terms. You capitalize those. Yeah. Um, atomic I have in there. So that's four key terms. Um in there yep and, and also another thing is like if you kept the if you do that series and you keep the title consistent with each series mm-hmm. with each video like like let's say like one of the good examples of that is like prestigious key always does road to gold and his all his title is always road to gold and whatever the gun is and yeah stays consistent through the whole series and mm-hmm. so people people know like yeah he's done another gun yeah, and don't when you do stuff like that though, where it doesn't you really don't need to watch every video to understand what's going on. Don't put episode in it if you because then they're gonna think oh I have to watch all of them. You know what I mean? Um, so like mine, it doesn't have episode one or episode two or whatever. It just has my first gold gun. The title is my first gold gun of Vanguard, and then it has rat, and then it has atomic camo grind. Um, so it like gives what gun, it gives like what I'm doing, and it gives the title, which is my first gold gun of Vanguard. Like that's exciting right but if i were to be like oh rat episode one like atomic camel grind rat episode one like people are gonna be like oh this is episode one or say this is my seventh gun episode seven they're like episode seven like is there like this is like a whole like series like i have to like watch all of them it like makes them like nobody likes being told what to do right yeah and like if you put episodes then people are just gonna look for when you got atomic and they're gonna be like yeah let's see what happened when she got atomic yeah 
Um, and they're not watch anything else. Mr. Burner says, don't be afraid to start small, even one day a week. If you're consistent, you can slowly build up content around what's already consistent to find your own pacing for uploading content. Exactly. Like That's right now, like right now, I, mean, I am, I have one video, at least one video every week, which is the podcast, but I'm trying to do at least two um, on Mondays and Wednesdays. Right. And then slowly yeah. add like a third on like a Friday, like on Friday. But having those at least two a week, I want to be able to, you know, make sure I have at least two a week, the podcast and then another one. Um, yep. And then you just have to build slowly. That's what I want to do. Don't overwhelm yourself. Like, I might not upload every day when I start YouTube, but I would love to upload maybe every other day or what. You just know, start with once a week. If you start with once a week and you, you know, and the thing is, good thing about YouTube too is like you can schedule uploads. Yep. Right. So you schedule one for once a week. Right. You can make a bunch of content, upload it all at once, and just have it scheduled for whatever days, and then boom, you don't have to do anything else. Yeah, and I feel like you're still creating content. You can kind of like slowly add like, oh, I'll reschedule this one. This one was supposed to go out next Wednesday, but I have enough videos to where like I could schedule one. You know, say so say you have four videos made, right? So you schedule them out for like once a week for the next month. Um, And you're like, but you keep making videos and you keep doing the four, like three or like two to four a week. And you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll reschedule this one for earlier and then I'll upload that one on that Wednesday instead of, yeah. you know... You know what I mean? And, like, you just slowly, like, you you create the content, and then you kind of like a, you know, like a slinky? I'm going to use a slinky as an example. So, first out, you start with the slinky, totally expanded, right? But as you create more content, you bring the slinky closer and closer together, so the rings get closer together. And those rings are like videos, you know? The more videos you have, you can kind of, like, start to, you know, bring them closer and closer together. Yep. I don't know if that was a good analogy or not, but hopefully you guys got what I mean. Tim talked about like Tim talked about how easy YouTube can be if you know how to be consistent and mm -hmm. you know how to make yourself grow. Because he talked about like he talked about how some people just some people think that like editing YouTube videos and making YouTube videos in general is like too long of a process. And he talked about how literally like if he wanted to do it, if he was like a full time uploader, he could just work. He could just do like record a bunch of videos on Saturday and Sunday and schedule them for Monday through Friday. And he just he doesn't have to do anything for the rest of the week. His videos are done. He just works for two days and then bam, his videos are ready. Like, a, like if you if you knew how to do that and you could be consistent with it, it can be that easy. Exactly. So I'm going to do a little wrap up real quick. because We've been talking about this for a while. So, oh, yeah. Five. We'll do five takeaways from this from this little chat we've had. One, YouTube thumbnail, and like for YouTube, so thumbnail title just as important as anything else. Like just as important as the video itself. Um, figure out in your video where are you going wrong, what you could do better. Not where you're going wrong, but what you could do better. Take five things, critique yourself, watch your videos. If you can't watch your own videos, have someone else do it. Right. Yeah. Third. You t use someone else's ideas and make them their own. Yep. Fourth, just do it. Just freaking do yeah, it. Yeah, literally just start. Just that's start. Thing, that's almost the best thing you can do out of all of it. Pretty much. Um, and fifth I mean, thing. Once you start, you'll know like what benchmarks mm -hmm. you can set for yourself. 
Good like thing. if you upload once a week for three weeks and you're like, yeah, this is working, you can keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Fifth thing, consistency is key. Yeah. I think that's pretty good five takeaways from this. From this big conversation, big five takeaways. Yep. Last question for Mr. Burner. What games are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh, new, new COD. New COD. Um, I don't really like know a lot of the games that are coming no. out in 2022. If, if you gave me a list, I could tell you, but one of the games Hold I'm on. super excited for is Gran Turismo 7. I want that bad. Uh, okay. I want that game real bad. Uh, let me look here. I want Gran Turismo 7 so bad. I'm looking real quick. 2020 video game release. Um. Oh, there's a new Rainbow Six game coming out? Hold up. Uh, Rainbow Six? Yeah, there's a new Rainbow Six game coming out. Sons of the Forest, I'm looking forward to because oh, I yeah. love the forest. Oh yeah, I need Sons of the Forest. We have to play that game. Oh yeah, um, get, actually, get on PC so we can play it. There's a lot that are to be announced. There's an Avatar game coming out, Frontiers Sons of, of Pandora. The still to be announced, or they have put a release date out? Because I heard what? rumors, Sons of the Forest. Yeah, there is a release date. Hold up. I because I heard rumors May twentieth. Okay. I heard rumors that it could be delayed to 2023, and I was like, man, we've been waiting on this game too long. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we have to grind. We have to play that game together. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love I love the forest. It's such the good. forest is so good. Um, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy is coming out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I've heard that that is a disaster. Yeah, so I don't know. Ooh, the Skywalker saga is coming out for Lego Star Wars. I love Lego Star Wars. I'm excited for that one. I'll be getting that. Lego Star Wars in so long. Oh, God, last time I played Lego Star Wars is on PS2. I have what? Bacon's, I think. Yeah, that's the one I have. That's crazy. Um, I just love Star. I love Lego games. I've been playing them forever. There's a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. That oh, fun. boy. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be fun, too. I think those are probably, like, the two that I'm really excited for out of the list that I've got here. I don't know. There was there was this one that was, like, revealed. I don't remember what the name of it was, but it looks really, really good. I just don't remember the name of it. I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for... Now, there's, like, no news on even what this game is going to be called, what it's about, or whatever, but um, I know Jason Lundell, who was the head of Zombies at Treyarch for, like, a while, has made a new studio called Deviation Games, and mm-hmm. they, they're they working on, like, they're, they're a small studio, but, like, apparently the release that they're working on is, like, AAA-level release. Yeah. And I'm excited for whatever that is. Alrighty, I think that's a good place to end it. Honestly, for the sh- for the podcast today, a little bit of longer one today. What, what, what was the time on this one? Oh, like an hour and seven minutes, probably eight by the time we finish this. I think that was pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good podcast. Not gonna lie. Oh, that was great. We I went over it. quite a bit. I feel like it was pretty informational and pretty opinionated in some points, especially at the beginning when we were talking about COD. But, um, yeah. I don't know. So I'm gonna unless you have anything else to add, Deception. I'm gonna close it out. No, I'm, I I think we hit everything we wanted to hit. 
Alrighty, sounds good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. This is episode number four. We're already on episode number four. Like, we hit episode time flying, I tell you. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be back again next Wednesday at noon. We're going to make this like a weekly thing at noon. Um, I got my new work schedule. Invested now. We are, we're invested in it. Like, this is, we're in episode four now. So. Oh, yeah. I've got every week. I've ever got every Wednesday off now, so we're chilling. We're vibing. Um, no work for me on Wednesday, so no interference on that part. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys next Wednesday at 12 p.m. EST at twitch.tv forward slash tonage underscore scorp and twitch.tv forward slash deception the rapper. Links will be in the description of the YouTube video. Um, and well, if you're watching a live, well, you already know. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we, we will be seeing you guys next time. Make sure to like and subscribe. Just saying. And comment down below any questions you want us to answer next time. If you comment them down below on the YouTube video or you comment them underneath our go live tweets, it'll give us a little bit more time to research it, give you a better answer, or, you know, give us some time to think about it. So go ahead and do that if you want. Like, if you have any questions about growing or streaming Twitch, streaming on Twitch or, you know, YouTube or even if like Trovo, like even if you're a Trovo streamer, like Mr. Burner is, like we can help. I we have can, a lot of questions about that. We can like, you know, we can find people that have the answer. We can get the answer to you on the next podcast in yeah, a better might format. Be, uh, if Mr. Burner's a guest, we might, that might be good. That might be a good one for him. I but, have questions about Trovo. So. <laughs> yeah. So we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Ready? You want to say it with me? Do you know my outro, Deception? I mean, <laughs> I say it literally at the end of every stream in every YouTube video. I don't know. We, we, we'll probably have to work on saying it together if we want to say it together. See you next time. Peace. That's literally what it is. Yep. All right. Ready? Three. I'm not two. saying it with you. You're not saying it with me? All right, guys. See you guys next time. Peace.